Okay, um, welcome to another episode of Cool Tools Show and Tell. Our special guest this week is Joshua Shatter. And um, Joshua, would you please introduce yourself to our watchers and listeners, please? Hi, I'm a uh, entrepreneur and founder and angel investor. And now uh, I recently started at a venture fund. Uh, I invented tagging back in the day. Um, which you've probably seen, and I run an event around uh, robotics at for for automobiles at the racetrack called Self Racing Cars. And you, um, as long as I've known you, had also also been a maker and someone who likes to curate things both for amusement and for the good of humanity. So, um, Joshua, what what do you have um, for us um, this time? You've been a previous guest on our podcast. I think twice already so far. At least far. twice, right. And so um, you always have interesting things that I don't know about. So tell me about one of your favorite tools these days. Um, it, it's it's This one's a bit timely, but um, I, uh, I saw somewhere and started buying stuff. Uh, because the dollar is very strong um, in relation to the Japanese yen right now, a lot of tools are inexpensive relatively for, for very interesting stuff. Um, this year, uh, and you, you can go to Amazon and, and Amazon.jp, and it's mostly pretty easy to deal with and buy things. Um, this year, I've been giving out uh, or been buying to give out as gifts um vampires which are these <laughs> these they, they come in various sizes but it's it's this sort of plier and they have little um you know it's got the normal slots this way but they also have slots going down this way so you can grab a screw oh. from the top and just twist it and I it gets see. stuff out very easily and they have everything from sort of small ones up through channel locks um and the they is Japan or a particular uh um, well vampire is one of them. That's, um, that's the brand name. That's the that's the particular brand for this tool. Okay. Um I do like uh uh engineer. There's a company called Engineer that makes really nice scissors that are not very expensive. And then there is the um Koken makes a whole bunch of um wrenches and box wrenches and ratchets and so on that are really in very interesting. Like they have um uh you know, a, a ball um, ball bearing detent to grab a bolt. Um, some of them are magnetic. They're, some of them are offset. They're just really interesting, you know, sort of unusual designs. Um, the downside is that you don't see Imperial or SAE incredibly often. And um, so these are all being ordered online. Is there a particular site that you're going to to, to find these? I usually just, um, well, there's a, there's a, I look at YouTube. And TikTok, there's there's sort of big groups of 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 people who are into tools in general or Japanese tools. Right, right. Um, there's one guy I think called Mr. Subaru that you know he'll find you know he, people challenge him. They say, look at this expensive Snap-on tool, and he figures out who actually makes it, and you can get it for less. And um, with the review, he also buys a lot of Japanese tools and reviews them. And so, where do you actually purchase them from? Uh, Amazon, typically for me. Um, Amazon.jp. Oh, so, so Amazon will be carrying these tools. This is just a way. So the the lamp the the vampires. vampires would be on Amazon as well. Yeah. And 
this other company you mentioned that what was it? Um, Vampire Engineer. Engineer. Um, Koken. Um, the other the other thing is I've started to look at um, uh, Japanese carbon steel knives. Uh huh. Um, that are they they sharpen to a much finer point, but they rust if you don't take care of them. Right. Um. So it's it's they they cut very very nicely compared to stainless steel, but they mm -hmm. are hard to take care of and require a lot more care. And are there is there a particular brand or name? I, I haven't figured that out yet. Okay. All right. Um. I I they they go run into the hundreds or north of a thousand dollars very mm -hmm. quickly. So I purchased two hundred dollar knives, figuring that was a good place to get started. Right. One one was pretty good. One one is very fancy and requires a bunch of care. Mm -hmm. Um, the Koken, how do you spell that? I think it's K-O-K-E-N. Okay. Um, and let me, let me look real quick. Yeah. And so, um, uh, the advantage of the Japanese tools is that they're, are these K-O-K-E-N, sorry. Okay. K-O-K-E-N. Yeah. Koken. Um, so these are our unusual tools uh, in that sense, not so much they, that they're better. They're not made. super unusual. They're just they're just very nice. Mm -hmm. um, you know, they they have they have you know they're they're thoughtful, useful. Mm -hmm. You know, they're not like weird things you don't need all that often. Mm -hmm. They're just maybe slightly better versions of the ordinary things. Yeah. Uh, so. Um, Okay, that's a great tip. Thank you for for that. Um, so, Josh, what's a what's a second tool that um, you're uh, liking these days? Well, you know, I you know I thought about the the vampires, which I I find very handy, and uh, I realized that I I carry when I when I have to go somewhere and take something apart or fix something, I have a a small handful of tools that I take with me, um, and the the most important one of those is this Wera kit, uh, a tool check plus. I don't know if they still make it or if they make a slightly different variant, but Did it's it, by your head so I can kind of maybe describe it to people. Yeah, it's not really quite focused yet. It'll uh, focus. Um, there it is. Okay, so it's like a little plastic, um, maybe the size of a large uh phone these days, and it's got a bunch of bits in it. And it's got a bunch of bits, it's got some, some uh, uh it's got a little ratchet uh -huh. and and uh uh screwdriver and a little quick change bit and the little uh bolt heads bolt and it's wrenches. all in one little plastic carry case it's one little plastic carry case and 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 importantly it's got um it's got hex torques um security torques um phillips and PosiDrive, and po PosiDrive, which most people don't know, it's got these little little pips in the corners of the. It's a, you know it's a crosshead that's got slightly different design than Phillips. Mm -hmm. So if you try to open Phillips with a PosiDrive or if opened a uh, PosiDrive screw with a Phillips driver, um, it it will usually ruin the sc the the screw head. Mm -hmm. um, and then I, I carry with it. Uh, uh, this this little Klein screwdriver, um, it's just a eight in one stubby little screwdriver. It's a just a small screwdriver that that uh, takes the magnetic tips, just like the Wera kit has. So it's just normal quarter inch bits. 
There we go. There it goes. And so it's got a very stubby handle, but it's a fat stubby handle and a very short. Um, and it's got some bits in the uh, the 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 top of the thing as well, which you can put in the different bits into the front, yeah. replaceable. Um, and then uh, um, Titan has a a little tiny ratcheting screwdriver, swivel head screwdriver to let you get into weird places. There he goes. Um, and that's blue color, but it's just a single piece of metal, right? Yeah, it's just an aluminum handle with a swiveling ratchet swiveling head that also takes the quarter inch hex. Okay. So, so this is part of your mobile kit when you go onto the field, onto the racetrack, wherever you've got the, the racetrack, you usually need heavier stuff, but um this is like I have to take apart an electronic device or something somewhere. Uh -huh. And in the, going to the racetrack, do you have like a whole toolkit out of your car, or is it like um, uh, in there's the a there's a trailer with a full uh, workshop in there now? Okay. Um, but I I don't. Uh, it's not mine usually. Okay. Someone else that belongs to someone else, and 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 the self driving cars are they full size cars or are they model cars? They are up to full size vehicles. Oh, okay. All right, so you do need tools for that. Well, I run the event. the The teams need the tools, mm -hmm. um, but they're 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 not they're not usually running things like real race cars that tend to break a lot, mm -hmm. or run into things and get broken a lot. Okay, um, so it's Priuses so, and stuff like that. Right, right. Um, and so, um, so what's a what's a third? Um, category or third tools that you um, are um, maybe we don't know about? So um, on a completely different note, um, I I have switched for, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm mostly a software, writing software uh, a great deal. And, uh, you know, I am kind of older, so I never got you know, into these fancy GUIs and Visual Studio, I still use a, a terminal emulator. Um, and I have been using one called WESTERM, which is written in Rust. It's very fast. Um, but more, most importantly, it lets me actually um, cat images right at the command line. So I don't have to, gen I, I do a lot of generative art stuff. So when I run something, and then um, I can see the output right there. I don't have to switch to a browser or anything. I can just inline work. Um, and I can actually do uh, a little screen share. You said you were using generative stuff. Are you using one of the the, the engines or do you have your own engine? I I mean, I, I'm not using AI. It's it's just, you know, generative or procedural art. Oh, it I just see. means there's a, there's a bunch of rules. All right, so, all right. you know, I run my, so, I, you know, imagining it ran, I can actually see the output of my code, my output right there. Okay. Instead of switching to some other thing. And so the tool that you're talking about, what what is this, where does the tool live or what is the actual tool? This is the, your, your, the window is the tool. This is WESTERM. Okay, I see. All right. So I, you know, it's, it's, it's also got um lua control so it's it, you can do very sophisticated i don't do much other than the defaults but it, it it because it works well for me but um and and you're you're taking that those images and you're you know printing them out on a with plot recorder yeah yeah when when i run the code it actually generates both 
a um, uh, both a PNG so I can look at it immediately and an SVG file that I can post process for the plotter. Okay. And again, that's called the, the little app is called Wes. Wes, W-E-Z-T-E-R-M. I think the, the guy who creates its name is Wes. Okay. Wes or his handle or whatever. Okay. All right. And that um, runs in terminal on what platform? Uh it runs on Windows, Linux, and Mac. It runs okay. on everything, um, and it's even on on uh, on Windows. It's even got a built-in SSH client, so I, you know, I'm able to log in from wherever and work on my stuff. Okay, which is very nice. All right. So if I go down to my shop, there's only a Windows machine down there. Um, I recall you were trying to make a plotter. Do you have a a, a plotter that you recommend as a starter for people or that... if you're going to go with new AxiDraw is really the only way to go um there are kind of crappy clones but uh i wouldn't try that stuff the, AxiDraw uh, is the kind of the go-to AxiDraw is the kind of go-to yeah i you know they they provide a ton of support they write the software that the clones use um it's worth sticking with them okay um and they're do, great do, people do, do they have like a beginner model uh, I mean, their stuff, you basically install the drivers in Inkscape, I think, and just plot. So it's, it's, there's, they're not complicated. Um, it's, it's pretty, pretty and, you know, plug and play. It's not like a modern printer where you just hit file print, but Inkscape and so on can directly drive it. But I mean, is there just one model? There's just one kind? Of there's, there's three or four models, just different sizes. Okay. Right. Um, I, I personally use like nineties Roland and HP plotters. Um, they are less capable in some ways, much faster in others. Uh -huh. Okay. But those are, th th those are used means from these are vintage vintage. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the one I'm using here is from 1989. Uh -huh. So, hmm. uh, they probably need some, maybe some maintenance. A little bit. There's a there's a cracked wheel that I'm trying to figure out how to replace, but okay, it it runs fine for the moment. Yeah. Okay, Josh. So so what's a fourth um, tool for you? The fourth um, uh, was sort of a a toss up. I you know I was thinking about how to just organize bits and bobs, um, and I realized I had two solutions for that, and one of them has multiple purpose multiple uses. So so the first is you know those those printable fridge magnet sheets, those those flat sheet magnets. I mean, they're they're kind of like flexible. They're flexible. Yeah, yeah. So if you if you put one down with the magnet up yeah. and put screws on it, they stay put. Okay. So if you're taking a thing apart and you want this screw, you know, from the upper left corner to you want to remember that it was in the upper left corner, you can put it there and it stays put. Um, for larger stuff like a a, a vehicle or something, I use lunch trays. Be like uh, uh, aluminum lunch trays, like uh, a, plastic like ones usually, tray, like a baking tray. No, lunch, lunch, like lunch, they're not, you know, they're plastic or fiberglass okay, that got an angled edge. Yeah. Um, and I use those quite a bit. Um, but I also buy them and put them under the sink. So I push them back against the 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 back at the back of the uh -huh. the cabinet. So if the sink 
drips. Oh, I see. <laughs> and you have like, you know, a half gallon's worth of <laughs> time before you notice it and it destroys your cabinets. <laughs> um, and in fact, I put anything liquid in a cabinet in the lunch trays. All right. So I've, okay. I've now had twice, uh, I, had a, I had a bottle of Simple Green you know these 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 polypropylene containers. It's the sort of cloudy, thin, soft plastic that that bottles. You know that stuff comes. Yeah, yeah, I've yeah. had that two times now where they leaked and destroyed a cabinet. Huh. So um. So now I you put, put a tray under I anything. Put a tray underneath, so at least I have some time to right, notice right. and catch it, right, right. rather than. Um, I bought um, at some point like five or six. You know those those they're 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 sort of a large you know it's like a two gallon box with a spigot on the front and you get it at the the grocery store it's just you know a box of distilled water or whatever. Uh -huh, uh -huh. Um, I had six of them in a cabinet next to each other just a sort of emergency backup water sure, and right. also I, I use water to make I use it to make inks and paints and things. Right, right. Um, because there's a lot of stuff in my tap water and uh, one of them leaked and started leaning over. And it sort of put the right pressure on the one next to it. So it leaked and started leaning over. And all and four of the six things leaked and soaked into the MDF wood, causing everything to swell and break and so on. So, you know, A, don't do that. Don't buy those things. Right. Um, but B, put something under them. You know, uh, you know, I put the lunch tray under the sinks because I've had, you know, faucets leak like two or three times now. Right. And I put a sensor in there. Huh. So that it uh, um, catches them. So, so tell me about the sensor. Did you find a sensor that's kind of like battery powered? Yeah, there's all sorts of inexpensive battery does it powered. Make an detectors. alarm, or does it send you a notice, or how does it work? I got the really cheap ones. It's a nine volt battery and a pair of wires. And if the water bridges the wires, it starts screaming. Okay. So, uh, roughly, you know, unfortunately, they also start screaming when they run out of power. And you're oh. wondering what the hell is that noise? <laughs> um, but that's the price to pay for not having your uh, your cabinets destroyed or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's kind of like a smoke alarm where the batteries start beeping. I, I, there is a um, a whole house leak detector that you can actually install in line with your water main. So it just notices whether something is happening, whether there's water movement. And if it's if it's a very small amount, it's a leak, right? Uh -huh. If you turn on the faucet, that's quite a bit. And if you say, I'm going away, there should be nothing. And there's something, it actually cuts off the entire house, or it can. Yeah, I just talked to somebody, um, somebody's fairly well known, who has two houses, one on the East Coast, one on the West Coast, and was coming up to his house. On the way to the house, he got a, he got a call from the water company saying you may want to check your house because there's a huge amount of water and he arrived and they were just like streaming off of the second floor oh geez um a hundred thousand dollars in damages because of a leaky toilet somewhere it just something burst and they weren't home uh, and luckily he was actually on his way but um, i've had four or five water damage leaks hmm. um uh, I we used to have a condo. It had two big ones, um, and then a couple at the house that weren't a big deal because I figured out what was yeah. leaking. 
you know, when 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 like the roof was leaking and I, I just cut a hole in the ceiling, figured out where it was and pulled out all the insulation so it wasn't wet. So we didn't get mold. Right. right? And if you do it within a couple of hours, it's much more fixable than days or weeks or days months. or, you know, it's a week later. Um, so, but I, I, you know, I, we had a, used to have a condo and the AC unit, um, the drain got plugged and it wasn't, it was in the middle of the, 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 the condo and it leaked through the floor and it destroyed the entire flooring. And that was like, I don't know, probably $20,000 just to replace the nice flooring. Yeah. So, so have you, and you haven't gone as far as getting the whole house uh, version yet there, there's one there's one that i've chosen and i'm sitting on camel 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 watching for the price to come down <laughs> to within 10 percent of msrp uh -huh. so it's called flow by moen and uh -huh. i'm waiting for it to be like i think they're 6.99 or 8.99 and i'm waiting it for it to not be 1500 for people poaching trying to poach them yeah and and the way that they're do you have any idea how they work uh, I don't. I imagine there's some sort of flow sensor and a valve. It's probably not incredibly complicated, but but you but you probably have to put it in line. Yes, it has to be in line. There's another one. There's another one that uh, I think m many um, utilities will actually just get you a discount for. Um, I remember there was one. I forget what it's called. I can look it up. But uh, PG&E was giving a coupon for the full value of the thing, and it it straps on to the pipe and i think it uses um ultrasound to tell if there's water flow mm -hmm. um and i actually got it but couldn't couldn't there's no room in the water box to hook it up i see okay yeah. um well that sounds like a cool tool um uh, maybe someone else a reader might know more about it and put something in the comments so um so josh in the couple of minutes we have remaining well, um you mentioned some of the your your self-driving or race track or the little um, rally that you run. Is there anything else you want to talk about that? Or there's something else you want to talk about? Um, I actually, uh, we got the videos done just a few days ago from the event. So I, uh, I will have new videos to show okay. within, um, I'd probably just have to spend another hour writing the release and uploading the last video to you. Can you describe it then a little bit versus uh, to, to the listeners? So, um, self-racing cars, I, uh, is, Basically, I get a rent out a full size racetrack, um, which is called the type is called a road course. So that's a loopy, twisty thing, um, uh, like a you know F one circuit or you know uh, uh, Coda or whatever. Um, this year, I did it at Laguna Seca, um, which is a two mile track with um, uh, eleven turns. Where is that? It's in Monterey. Uh, I should have sent you a note since it was actually pretty close to you. Monterey, California. Monterey, California. And uh, uh, basically, I invite out a bunch of teams building autonomous products. Uh, and they vary from, uh, there's one company that was turning a personal mobility, you know, small motorcycle, electric motorcycles type of thing into an autonomous vehicle. Um, the company's called Faction. There is another, and they they managed to get one of their their units to drive around the track all by itself. Um, you know, little companies like Faction, there's another one called Point One that makes, makes uh, like a GPS plus that's mm -hmm. got an accuracy of only inches. Um, they actually ran the track in reverse. Um, so they, they went backwards up the corkscrew, which is kind of funny. The corkscrew is probably 
one of the most famous single turns at any racetrack in the Americas. Um, anyone who's played a driving game knows that that turn and that track. Um, uh, down to, you know, there's one guy who had a sort of fairly high end, but still very, you know, RC car um, uh, did most of a lap by itself. And he's actually gotten around the track um, fully in the past. So, so when, you, when you say a race, they're actually, are they literally two cars? We're not doing wheel to wheel racing yet. It's it's more um, and you complete aspirational the than, than right. actual. And um, what about all the, you know, the Teslas and the, the WIMOs and stuff? Are they like not not able to do that, or they're not included, or what's? Uh, they, what's I, I I invite them. Sometimes people show up from those places. Right. Um, uh, they you know they they're not really trying to get around a track, so they don't you know there's there's a way to drive on the track that's not, you know, on in the right hand lane and go around right. Um, and there's no lane markings or anything right. It doesn't look like a much like a street other than the strip of asphalt. Um, I think in 2018 or 19, someone did put a Tesla on the track in autopilot to see what it would do, and of course, it didn't. It didn't work. So, um, so, so, so you're saying the 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 commercial ones are not able to do it uh, as well as some of the other ones. They're not able to do it because they don't. You know, they're not trying designed or set up for that. I see. Okay. Um, but uh, um, there's, you know, there's all sorts of ways, you know, some companies use vision, some companies use, um, you know, GPS only. Uh -huh. uh, so it's, so it's more of a playground. Um, you know, there's not a lot of laws and rules about what can go on the track. As long as we are safe, you know, there's 15 people watching the track at any given time. Uh -huh. You know, there's a human with a kill switch. All the humans are behind a concrete barrier. There's just not that much that can go wrong, right? Which uh, works out nicely. And um, and so the idea, so the general idea is that some of these, we'll call them amateurs, may be able to do it much better than any of the commercial ones because they're kind of it's a different thing. But then eventually, um, you'll have car to car racing. It'll get good enough that you can actually. That, have that would be the idea. Yeah, that would be great. Um, you know, I mean, autonomy is only barely working out in the real world. Um, you know, it's interesting, you know, a lot of people will, will, you know, come out of the blue to tell me no one wants to see this or hear about it. You know, I don't want to watch electric cars going around without people. Um, but what they don't know is that the people building this stuff aren't building it for spectators. Right. Like, you know, you know, when I, when I compete, there's no one in the stands either. No one's watching me. I'm not doing it because of the the spectators. I don't give a shit, right? right. Um, you know, I, I do it for the personal challenge and the engineering is the first part of the race, right? right. You know, in the 40s, 50s, if you wanted to race, first you had to build a race car, right? So, you know, Bruce McLaren and, and um, you know, Colin Chapman, you know, they were engineers and drivers right 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 um that's so so uh again what do you call your your rally what's it called self-racing cars self-racing cars there'll be a link if someone wants to join you'll have some way for them to sign up or what there's an there's a blog and an announcement uh okay. there's a mailing list an announcement mailing list that they can sign up for 
And what is the the current status of the champion? The the thing that has done the best. What is it? Has it been um, run around and completed in a certain number of time, or what's right now? Point one nav has been consistently dominating. They are they are relatively fast. It's still you know a good and twenty that's seconds the name slower of than a, a human. Of a car or a team? They, they they are actually a company that builds a GPS. Uh, a lo a lo it's called localization system, and okay. then they built the they built they connected it up and have it navigating on its own, sort of for fun, I guess. Okay, and so they're able to complete the course. Yes, and they can do it the fa fastest. Yes, they 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 got bored of completing the course, uh, sort of going forwards, a couple of years ago. Right. So they run it in. They last year. Last year they ran it the car backwards around the track backwards. Okay. So the car was actually pointed the correct direction, but it was in reverse. Right. Um, this year they did it up at Laguna Seca. So I don't know if that's ever been set having a, a lap time in the reverse. It is not as fast as forwards because the control problem is very much a different one. Okay. All right. Well, great. That's uh, that's really fantastic, and I hope. A couple other people are inspired to to uh, join you. That would be great. And again, thanks for um, sharing your tools. And I, as always, enjoy chatting with you, hearing what you're up to. Thank you. And um, thanks again, everyone. Till next week. We're glad that you enjoyed this issue of the Cool Tools Show and Tell. Just want to remind you that we have some other coolish material on our YouTube channel here. Please subscribe, comment, like. In addition, um, this Cool Tools Show and Tell is also available in an Audible podcast form. You can subscribe to it wherever you subscribe to other podcasts if you just wanted to listen. And if you're listening, know that there is a visual version of this on our YouTube channel where we're actually showing the tools and um, there's a little bit more of a visual component there. In addition, the same folks that put us, uh, the Cool Tools website out, we also put out a free newsletter every week. It's very, very short. It's one page or less. We recommend six very brief items um, that are very succinct, easy to read. You can deal with it in a couple minutes. And every week we bring to you the six cool things that we have uncovered and want to share. And it's called Recommendo with one M, recommendo.com. You'll be able to find it there. It's free. Join 50,000 plus other subscribers every Sunday morning. You'll get it in your email box. And it's actually one of the most popular things that we produce. But we do produce other newsletters as well. One of them is called What's in Your Bag. We have one that goes out to um, tools and tips for your workshop. So you can get those at our website um, and they are also free. And finally, um, I wanna mention the fact that um, we do have a Patreon and um, this uh, podcast and this vidcast are supported by Patreon supporters. The minimum is a dollar a month. And for that, you get um, an email to ask us anything. We will respond and um, answer your question if we're able to. There are other higher levels. You can all see those at our Patreon page. And all those links are below right here. So thank you again for being a fan. And um, we'll keep producing stuff if you enjoy it. Thanks.
We give thanks to this week's patrons who include Phil King, John Wood, Matthew Robbins, Spike Yakwa, Dave, Sean Hartley, David Long, Matt Gromis, David Bouquet, Les Howard, and Adam Bristol. Thank you, each one, for your support. We appreciate it.